You're listening to Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, where I share interviews and practical tips and inspiration for scrapbookers. Listen in and learn something new today. Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, Episode 9. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon from DigitalScrapbookingHQ.com and I'm here to share with you some inspiration to get you moving on those projects that are near and dear to your heart, whether that's scrapbooking or just creatively recording your life. Today I'm here with Jennifer Wilson from Simple Scrapper. Jennifer runs a site, Simple Scrapper, where she provides stress-free solutions for memory keeping and I'm very excited to have her here today to talk about her new book and a little bit about how she got into the scrapbooking industry. Welcome Jennifer. Hi Melissa, thanks for having me. I'm glad we could get together, it's exciting to finally chat with you. (laughs) Oh totally. Why don't we start by just um, letting people know a little bit about you. How did you come to start Simple Scrapper and get into the the scrapbooking industry? Well, I kind of consider myself kind of I have a reverse entry into scrapbooking. I started with digital, which is kind of the uncommon way to get started. I started with digital in uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I had discovered freebies on two Ps and from Shabby Princess, just kind of like everybody finds digital just by Googling a little bit and gradually made my way into the industry. And I was scrapbooking digitally for about two years. And then I discovered kind of this whole other world of paper scrapbooking online. I thought the only paper supplies out there were the ones you could find at Michael's. And then I just kind of, this whole new world opened up to me Mm. where I found you could be both a paper and a digital scrapbooker and um, really kind of express yourself in whichever way you feel you feel you wanted to. But when I started Simple Scrapper in 2008, it was solely for the purpose of documenting my own journey and learning how to digital scrapbook. And what the blog has become today kind of evolved with my own journey in, in the industry. Mm. Yeah, that is kind of unusual, but I can see where you're coming from because um, I'm sort of the same. Down here in, in Perth, um, we don't really necessarily have a lot of scrapbooking stores especially when I started scrapbooking I was actually living in a country town so we had one scrapbook shop Mm -hmm. and digital just had so much more available online until you discover (laughs) scrapbook.com correct (laughs) and so I think that in when I started there weren't there weren't very many blogs about scrapbooking and there weren't very many people trying to make a business out of Mm. um selling information products and really getting, helping people and teaching them in the online space. And mm. so it was um, kind of a, kind of a no man's land out there for a while. And then I think in 2009, 2010, things really started to pick up and we see there was, there's just so many different opportunities you have out there to um, interact with educators online these days. Mm. Well, it certainly exploded, I think. Um Yeah. So did you intend to, I mean, you said that it started off as documenting sort of your, your journey. Did you always intend to sort of make something more out of it or did that just sort of grow? Um, I always intended that it would be a business. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know really whether it could ever provide any kind of serious income, but I did intend from the start to take it seriously as a business and try to make some money from it. Mm. And I just knew that 
that in sharing my own experience would be the most authentic way to get started um, and just kind of educate people and, and share what I was learning along the way. Yeah. I definitely well, saw a need for that with digital because there was nothing out there in one centralized place, at least until the Daily Digi came along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they and that was 2009, yeah. Speaking of Simple Scrapper, I mean, one of the big projects that you've been working on lately was your brand new book, Everyday Storyteller, um, that just came out earlier in the year. How, how did that come about? I um, It actually, this is a funny story. It came out as a domain that I was just brainstorming with my friend Kristen Rutten of Log Your Memory. At that time, mm-hmm. this was like 2010-ish, maybe early 2011. Um, we wanted to do a project together. And so we were just mm-hmm. kind of brainstorming possible domain names and, and kind of coming up what the project would be out of those possible domain names because you know what's <laughs> catchy. And, and yes. one that I had purchased on my own was Everyday Storyteller. And at the time, I thought it was going to be kind of a, a literary magazine for scrapbookers. And mm-hmm. with kind of long, kind of long format writing on memory keeping and, and the importance of it. And, and it just, it just never happened. It never felt right. Um, and then kind of, let's see, this is now 2012, really late in 2011. After I had my daughter, I was trying to figure out what's next for me. And I had this domain name and I kind of trying to match some project ideas with it. And the idea of doing kind of a, a larger book that had all these contributors kind of just sprung out of thinking about what does everyday storytelling mean and what can I bring to that concept? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really interesting way. I love how you, you know, you don't follow the norms for creating these things. I mean, I love the fact that it sprung out of a domain name. <laughs> that's that's a classic because you've, you've got a background in sort of um, IT and that sort of thing, haven't you? Um, you know, I've always can kind of been, well, my back personal background education wise is in science, you know, oh, okay. yep. I have a master's in soil and water science, which is totally not related at all to scrapbooking, but I've, <laughs> only had, I've always kind of been inclined to kind of technical type things. I've done some web design, um, but I've still always had kind of that creative outlet that I needed. And I think that's why mm. I'm most attracted to simple scrapbooking because I need that, that structure and that organization around it um once mm-hmm. you get too 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 much too many embellishments and too many decisions it, it gets kind of shoots down my my left brain and I get kind of in a box and I can't I can't make anything so mm. <laughs> so that's what it is very much that fresh sort of feel that you've taken over from simple scrapper into everyday storyteller so so you were saying that you you sort of you were thinking more about it and you decided to invite lots of um, contributors. So there are a lot of, there's something, how many contributors are there in the book? I if you include there. me, there's 33. So there were 32 others that I brought to the book. Mm. And I, and I so, knew that if, if I just wrote a book, I wouldn't have very many people buy it. You know, yes, I have fans at Simple Scrapper, but once when you bring a large group of people together, you bring their different voices, their perspectives, but you also bring their communities around the other things that they're doing. And I thought that would make for a much more kind of overall successful project, both in terms of the content itself and being able to um, make it a profitable business uh, project. Mm. 
Yeah, so so how did you go about um, finding those contributors? Were they already people that you'd sort of built relationships with over the years or how did that come about? I would say the vast majority were people I had built relationships with. And I and I I also I kind of I've set this group of people aside for the next book because I didn't want to use up all of my friends in the first book. Um, <laughs> yes. So I I kind of collected probably the first half just from people that I had known well and I, and I thought would kind of that would say yes. And then I started asking them, who else do you think would be a good fit and using their referral to, to bring other people into the book. And so that's and it, just, that kind of just spiraled into into getting some quite a quite a selection of people who are both in digital and paper scrapbooking. Yeah, that's what I, I love about the book. I am sort of three quarters of the way and I have literally been reading <laughs> from the start just straight through. But it's certainly a book that you could dip into, you know, at, at, as you, you know, throughout your day or something because they're very, they're just very digestible sections. And I guess that's something, how, what inspired you to go this direction with the sort of bite-size um, parts in this idea book? I mean, to be honest, I don't have a lot of scrapbooking idea books on my bookshelf but this to me just seems a little bit different to the other ones I've heard about well and you know I don't have a huge bookshelf either just because I think there's so much of my inspiration does come from online but mm -hmm. what I had seen and what I I do own it tends to be more focused on just the visual of the page itself and the products you use and how do you how can you create something that looks like that and that's there's so much more to scrapbooking, so much more to memory keeping than how the page actually looks. And that's what I really wanted Everyday Storyteller to be about was how do you bring scrapbooking into your life as kind of a lifestyle practice? And, mm. you know, it's the book is not is is partially about telling the stories of your everyday life, but it's also about being a storyteller every day that mm. how do you how do you cultivate this? this world where you're always thinking about documenting your memories and just making that kind of part of you and how you live your life. Mm. And so mm. it's, it's focused on, there's three sections. The first one is on capturing moments and it's more about photography and how you're in taking this information from your world. And then it evolves into uh, the next section more focused on journaling and writing and telling stories and how do you kind of capture that in a way that's going to mean the most moving forward? And then finally, we have a creating memory section that does talk a little bit, of, a little bit more about techniques and mm. and how to create your pages. But it's also very practical. And that was mm. kind of the one word that we that we hung on is we want I want practical ideas that are going to that somebody can take away and use in their own scrapbooking, not just a pretty page that they can recreate. Yeah, and I, I really love, like I'm looking at Anna's, um, Anna Aspness's, um, uh section right now and I just love how you literally got a list of five single words where I could sit down and basically use, f say, four of those words, a duplicate, resize, recolor, move. And I could, being a digital scrapbooker, which she is, I could literally take those four words and take my layout do those four things and 
you know, be really inspired, come up with something different every time. It's not a sort of move this to here, copy this there. It's very more inspirational than sort of prescriptive. And yeah, it's really clever how you've done that. Well, and I, th- I think that most idea books don't necessarily have this degree of text either. They're, they mm-hmm. tend to be more heavy on the visuals. And I, I thought that we did a really good job of, well, and my designer, uh, Lynette, um, mm. also known as Nettio Designs in the digital world, um, she did a good job of balancing the images with the text so that we could really have a, a very useful book that was also kind of visually striking as well. Yeah. And I love to be, <laughs> yeah, I love that, you know, each spread is so gorgeous and, um, you know, but you've got that little section in the back if you really do want to see, you know, what button they used or which digital kit they were using. So that's that's really awesome. It's a good combination. I mean, there's amazing stuff in there. Just for everyone who's listening, I mean, some of the things I've got out of here is, you know, we've got um, C.D. McCuskey talking about, um, you know, how she's created layouts, you know, for less than a dollar. We've got people saying how they've used their Facebook statuses to you know, record their life and, you know, a lot of inspiration about, you know, telling your story, um, you know, Heather Prince journaling from the heart. There's just, it's a huge variety, but it still has that thread going through it, which is, um, yeah, congratulations on a well put together book. Thank <laughs> I you. Love it. Thank you. No, it's, it definitely was a, a passion project um, earlier this year and I'm already just starting to figure out um, how can we, do something similar yet yet different. What's kind of the next phase of this next year? Mm. And I heard in another interview you did with um, Lane Amen that you were sort of not even thinking about the paper version of the book at first. So how did that how did that come about? That you you know I have it in my hands, my hot little hands. <laughs> yeah, and, and I um it was several hours before we were going to have our big lunch party and we were just we were frantically trying to finish up the documents so that I could get them uploaded into um, the shop server on, on eJunkie that we use and and I had had Lynette create a paper version so that if I wanted to print it I could but I hadn't mm. kind of convinced myself that people would actually buy a paper book that mm. um, and at the last moment I just said you know I just need to jump off the cliff and just do it we have this paper copy, and we can take pre-orders. If nobody buys it, nobody buys it. If they do, awesome, and we'll print more. So, mm. <laughs> And I guess you're printing more. <laughs> we are, yes. We are sold out. So um, of the mm. print versions, we'll have more in stock in September. Mm. So that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have to say it's, it's really beautifully done. And um, Lynette's been on, on um, my earlier December daily podcast last year and she's she yeah she is a real um talented designer and you can just see that coming through in the the layout of the book it's beautiful so after all that effort and time that you've put into this everyday storytellers book uh, storyteller book I'm just thinking you know now there's the letdown <laughs> So have you oh, did sure. you find yeah. did you find it hard to stay inspired or how did you cope with that sort of transition time after you know having this great launch and all that sort of stuff? I think I'm still partially in that transition time. Um, mm-hmm. Earlier this summer, I really started thinking about what what I wanted to do next and kind of mapping out some ideas. Um, 
but it's really only been the past few weeks that I've really been able to kind of get back into it and get myself organized for for the projects that I have coming up this fall. So I, I've mm. kind of taken a little bit of a breather this this mm. summer, just or summer here in the States. I know it's winter for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here with a scarf on, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing flip-flops. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I definitely needed a little decompression time because it was so intense leading up to the launch and then and then getting all those books shipped um, once they came in after after the initial sale. Mm. So, yeah. It is, you know, it's when you do something big like that, it's hard to kind of keep that momentum going. Um, Yeah. I think you have to allow yourself that time to Mm. get your head in order and figure out what's what's really calling you uh, to do something next. So, So I guess that leads into my next question. I mean, this little podcast I'm calling a scrapbooking inspiration podcast. And what I like to talk to everyone about is sort of just ask them how they do stay inspired or sort of keep a handle on their creativity and um, just wondering what you how you approach inspiration and staying inspired because as a as a site you know you're a content creator you're constantly putting out you know how do you make sure you still have time to create your own personal beautiful memories and document them (laughs) I think um the biggest tip I have and the thing that I use most often is just switching gears. If I was going to, if I just created this book and I was going to go right into creating another book, I don't think I would have the same kind of momentum and excitement for it. So instead mm-hmm. my next project is completely not related to, um, to the, uh, what's the word I want? Kind of the publication side of bookmaking. I'm actually mm-hmm. putting together these mini book kits um, mm. to sell in kind of a more traditional shop environment. And so mm. it's it's getting back to kind of reuniting my creative energy just to put together these kits. Um, mm. And that kind of comes out of how I evolved from digital to paper scrapbooking a few years ago is that I, I somebody suggested that I make a mini book, and I did. I found it so fun and exciting that mm. I'm like, I, I love this. I love I thought I didn't like working with my hands anymore. I didn't like using adhesive and scissors, but I do. Um, <laughs> and digital is great and I still make digital pages, but I need the kind of that that tactile experience too to feel creatively fulfilled and kind of keep my energy up. Mm. So it's just switching yeah. gears, doing something different to kind of keep your inspiration um, high. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And actually, um, Gretchen Smith recently did a, a webinar about creating kits. And one of the things she was saying is, you know, it's actually fun to create a kit when you you might not have the time or something, or you just don't have the mental energy to sit down and pour your heart out in some journaling or something. But just playing with those pretty supplies can just get you inspired and help you feel creative, even if you don't have that, you know, time or the inspiration to, you know, do a scrapbook page or something. So, well, and I, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying it's just interesting that you've sort of said the same thing. It's kind of <laughs> need to get out my papers more. <laughs> well, and I, I think it was in the, the Light Your Fire class I did a few years ago. That was my, my very first class. One of the things I wrote was about how you need to kind of work on a project that matches kind of the mood and sensibility you have at the moment. 
So if you're not feeling creative, maybe you're feeling more of that, that left brain organizational side and maybe mm -hmm. you need to organize your photos or you need to do some photo editing or something that's more kind of a, a technical process. Or maybe when you're totally not feeling into it at all and you can't add two numbers together, that's when you really want to get out. Maybe your more artistic supplies and just play a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of really more getting inside your head to understand where you are right now and matching what you're going to actually physically do with that. Mm. Um, it doesn't always work, especially in the real life. You know, there's always things we don't want to do. But, you know, <laughs> in hobbies, you know, if, if you don't feel like creating, don't create. Do something different that also still moves you forward in your memory-keeping process. Yeah, that is that is so such a good point. You know, you the last thing you want to do is turn uh, uh, something that is a fun <laughs> into another job because <laughs> we yeah. all have too many jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that for for a lot of people have no problem with this at all. Scrapbooking is just a fun thing they do on the side, but because it is so much attached to our memories and kind of our personal sense of history, um, people do feel guilt and and kind of sometimes negative feelings that it is a chore with associated with it, that they or they've gotten themselves into something they can't get out of. And I, I guess I don't I don't ascribe to that because you can always find a way out of it. Everything is figure outable. I think that, mm. I think Marie Forleo says that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and that you you have to carve your own path in scrapbooking. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that looking through this book, Everyday Storyteller, I can certainly see that. You have every sort. We've got people making layouts of things that have they've tossed into the bin. We've got people with digital pages. We've got people with gorgeous supplies. We've, it is a variety and it is whatever, you know, as Steph from the Daily Digi, you know, whatever makes your heart sing. Mm -hmm. That's what we're aiming for. Well, I think with, with doing the book, and I didn't want to call it Simple Scrap or the book because it wasn't just about simple scrapbooking. It was just about I wanted to reach a much broader audience of kind of the scrapbooking community as a whole and anybody who considers themselves a storyteller and a memory mm -hmm. keeper. And that, and so I, I picked people that didn't necessarily have styles that, that look like mine or um, maybe interested in the same things that I am. So it does mean that I, I would say almost everybody will find something that, that re resonates with them in the book, yeah. That was the goal. Well, thank you so much for spending the time chatting with me, Jennifer. What's coming up for you? You mentioned your mini books. Would you like to share a little bit about that or what's coming up for you at Simple Scrapper? So I just got back from the Craft and Hobby Association trade show and mm -hmm. where I was kind of scouting out products in the in the paper world and so I'm putting together these um, these mini book kits that are a little bit different than what you see in the rest of the industry. They're not kind of the over-embellished mini books where you have to uh, sand and edge some chipboard and, and make it all frilly. These are kind of consistent with Simple Scrapper, and and they kind of stem out of that, that light your fire class of that if you kind of change gears and try something new and, and put your heart into a very defined project – you can kind of reignite your creative energy. And so that's kind of the, the intent behind these mini book kits is that anyone, whether you're a paper scrapbooker or you're a digital scrapbooker, can really get a lot out of it and, and feel satisfied and energetic in their memory keeping. 
and so mm. they'll be I think they're going to be fun and I think people will like them I've enjoyed watching your, your the first one you've been showing us the Michigan holiday mini book that's pretty gorgeous and has some of those very rare Hambly transparencies that we may or may not be seeing around <laughs> I know I know I made a I placed a big order right when the announcement was was made of that they were closing down but um in my, these mini books uh, originally were going to have uh, transparency covers and I've had to kind of go a different route because mm. uh, I no longer have a source for those. No, that's right. That's right. One thing I did see is that I think it's uh, Webster's Pages, uh, that, mm-hmm. that scrapbooking brand. They had a line of, I think, six or eight different transparencies at the winter, at the summer show. So mm. they may be trying to, um, to fill that, that niche. We'll mm. see what happens. Well, I'm sure that we'll um we'll wait and see for that. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I just want to encourage everyone to go out and pick up a copy of Everyday Storyteller. It is available for um, download in various ebook formats for your ebook readers or even as a PDF. And so with the print version, can they currently pre order that or is that I'm not taking pre-orders, but you can sign up for our mailing list and be the first to know when the um, when I am reopening pre-orders. Okay. Well, I'll certainly make sure that there's a link in the show notes for this episode to for everyone to be able to go and um, sign up for the list and be the first to know when the new shipment of gorgeous books comes in. And, of course, in the meantime, you can get a digital copy and enjoy it on your iPad or on other tablets or whatever you happen to have. (laughs) But if you're like me and you're a little bit old school, you can still wait and order your paper coffee. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Oh, that's no worries. It's been a pleasure chatting. If you've resonated with this podcast today, I know that you'll love Everyday Storyteller. It's a gorgeous book filled to the brim with practical ideas and suggestions on how you can tell your stories. I want to encourage you to get this great book into your hands, so I've got a special offer for you. Just purchase Everyday Storyteller using the link digitalscrapbookinghq.com slash everydaystoryteller. Email me, melissa at mshannon.com, and I'll give you access to my Photo Fixes for Real People workshop, valued at $20. This will help you get your photos ready for scrapbooking in next to no time. You get double the value, the ideas and the tools you need to tell your unique stories. So head over to scrapbookingpodcast.com slash nine for more information on how you can redeem this special offer. I'd like to say thank you so much for listening today. And if you're interested in finding out more about Jennifer Wilson or Everyday Storyteller, you can see all the links and information you need at scrapbookingpodcast.com slash nine.